AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 everyone, and happy Thursday. And uh, gosh, it's, an, it's a lot cooler than it was yesterday, isn't it? I hope that everyone's having a wonderful day. And we are gearing up for, yes, another incredible water fire weekend. I am so excited. There's a real, uh, very special things that are happening. And, um, of course, I am even more excited because I have my favorite co-host with me who doesn't join me a lot anymore, but it's Barnaby Evans, the creative and artistic director of uh, Water Fire and uh, the creator of Water Fire. Hey, Barnaby, how are you? Hi, Bromwin. How are you? I'm delighted to be back. I always enjoy being in the air with you. I know. I, I miss you I'm all the time, but you well, know, we... you're such a busy person running around. And Well, we've been busy about fun things that we're going to talk about at future shows about the building. Yep. We had the uh, great raising of the bridge. What's the Great Raising of the Bridge? Great Raising of the Bridge, uh, where we put the large structural pedestrian bridge for the new Water Fire Art Building across the chasm from one side to the other. It's very oh, exciting. Very cool. So everything is kind of moving right along and in the works. and It is. You know, and I, you you never cease to amaze me, because um, I only found it a couple of weeks ago, uh, what you had been planning for this July 9th full lighting, which, by the way, has been uh, sponsored uh, by Amica Insurance, um, always a wonderful sponsor of ours, and we're so very grateful for them, and uh, supported by the Textron Char- Charitable Trust. Uh, and so, again, the, their support is always very helpful as well. But well, Barnaby... Well, has been a long-time sponsor of ours, and they're, they're involved with many things in the community. I know uh, we have a lot of volunteers from them. We've got members on the board that have been a... Lee Valentini. Lee Valentini. Um, who's got, yeah. by the way, what, L'Atelier? L'Atelier Newport. Yeah, he's got an incredible uh, new, uh, newly opened... Uh, art gallery and it has some amazing things in it. So anybody out there, if you're down in Newport, it's uh, it's right next to the Tennis Hall of Fame and uh, you should stop in and check it out. There's great, great art. But Barnaby, we're doing it again. We're doing Clear Currents this weekend. One, only one of the things that we've got to talk about. But Clear Currents, I remember you. So for people who don't know what this is, um, why don't you explain, Barnaby, what this is? Well, Clear Clear Currents is a a magical event, one of our favorites and many of our audience's favorites as well. When we populate the river, the Wunaskatucket River, with all the illuminated fish representing the return of the aquatic life to the river. And it's a beautiful, poetic event where we invite canoeists and kayakers Mm -hmm. to come in with their illuminated koi fish on them. And uh, they swim around in schools of fish. It's it's really very beautiful. And I remember when you were you were in Japan, weren't you? And you called us back at the office and you said, I found these great Japanese koi fish. I think you called them windsocks at the time. That's what and they are. And you um, 
said, I'm going to buy a bunch of them and, and we're going to light them. And we all did think you were a little bit nutso at the time. But it's you're right. It has ended up to be uh, one of the favorite things that people love to see. I know we're doing it twice this year. We are. And yeah. again, it, it allows the public right to participate and, and be part of the installation. And very rarely does the public get to get on the water and be part of the installation. So kind of fun. And I remember you walking into Narragansett Bay Commission, right? Into the oh, office. Oh, that's right, with one of the fish, I with remember. With a very large, it must have been an eight-foot glowing fish that you had uh, put together. So it started then in celebration of uh, our, what, clear tunnels and the cleaning of the water system. Well, the Narragansett Bay Commission's big project to improve water quality in the bay and in the river, where they've been building these underground storage tunnels just to, to take the stormwater. And uh, that's worked very, very well, and it has had a marked increase in the quality of water in the bay and on the beaches and in shellfishing beds as well. And that project's about two-thirds of the way done. They have another third to do. And we wanted to celebrate the progress we'd actually seen in the river already um, by doing something that visually made clear that the environment was getting cleaner. Well, I, th- I think we're doing a great job. And anybody who wants to participate in Clear Currents can go to the Waterfire website, um, find the next date that we have um, to do it. And one thing, actually, I think we should bring up right now, uh, because it seems to be on everybody's mind. I've been getting emails all day long. You know these weather forecasts that we have in Rhode Island that never seem to be exactly accurate? Well, well, we do know those weather forecasts. We do know, because I, I've <laughs> always said if I leave water that. fire, I could be a meteorologist at this right. point, just because I check the radar so much. But, you know... What happens, I think, is, you know, there's a forecast right now for some rain and thunderstorms during the day, and then it's dropping in the evening as to what's going to happen. But people will hear that, you know, the forecast isn't great, and then think it's, you know, that in the evening they shouldn't come down to water fire. But I know that you and I have talked about this before. Isn't it so beautiful after the rain and when the air is clear? Yeah, the the air cools by. We're we're expecting the usual summer pattern like we had today of a cold front coming through and some thunder showers here and there. It'll be very scattered and uh, very often misses Providence altogether, as did the big storm this afternoon. It went just south of downtown Providence. Um, and it's a very short burst of rain, and then the air cools off, and it, you can dash into a restaurant or into a building lobby or under a tunnel, and uh, in minutes, uh, it's all passed by, and we'll, we'll have the same thing happening Saturday. We've, it looks like there'll be most of that will happen during the day. Well, i got to tell you, though, in my tenure at Waterfire, which is now I'm in my 12th season with Liu, we've only canceled four times. Right. And one of the times we canceled, remember, we called every news station in the morning and we were told there was going to be a Northeaster, right. took the day off, went to lunch, and then the sun came out and, <laughs> and it, it was, was a beautiful, beautiful night. It was beautiful. <laughs> so. so now what we try to do is we try to light rain or shine um, because we have a lot of visitors coming from out of state who plan to be there and they enjoy the lighting. Um, but this looks like more of the standard summer pattern where there'll be little cells of activity passing through. So, well, so we're again, anticipating a great evening. We hope people will come. Well, exactly. So I think that, that that's the main point here is, you know, check the Waterfire website. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on with the weather. But people really need to remember that these things kind of just come and go. And often, 
I say that water fire sits in God's pocket because it'll be raining in Lincoln and mm. it'll be raining in Warwick, and but for some reason down on that river it's not. So um, well, and if, even if it uh, storm comes through for five minutes, it's you just you know dip into shelter and hey Barnaby get, even get a drink and then come flowers back out and need enjoy. water to grow, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Turns out we don't melt. <laughs> Or maybe you don't melt. <laughs> Some of us do. But so, all right, we've got clear currents happening. Tell me about Trinity. Uh, Trinity Repertory's uh, summer theater program is uh, coming back again. Uh, they're presenting Romeo and Juliet on the main stage in Waterplace Basin. It starts at 6:15, um, and it is a uh, a retelling of the Romeo and Juliet story both in English and in Spanish, so that both audiences will find it intriguing and compelling. And it's an experiment on opening the canon of Shakespeare up to a larger community. And we recommend it. It's supposed to be a great production. We'll be watching it. It's free. It's in Waterplace Basin, uh, courtesy of the Trinity Summer Repertory Program. And that is a great program. I've seen many people come out of that. And actually, one of our future, one of the guests we're going to talk to, uh, Rose Weaver. Yep. Straight out of Trinity. Absolutely. And a powerhouse in so many ways. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's a, another great thing that's happening. But I think, uh, do you have a favorite thing that you've been putting together that you would like well, to talk about? Yeah, the other thing that's coming up and um, is this is July 9th, which is the closest date to Bastille Day in our calendar this year. And several times now, this will be the third time, we have celebrated Bastille Day because of the unique Rhode Island-French connection between our our countries and the, the peoples, and we're always pleased to do that. Uh, so we'll have uh, the Marseillais being sung. In fact, Rose Weaver is going to be singing it with the choir from the Alliance Française, mm-hmm. uh, 16-person choir. Um, and since it's Bastille Day, and there is part of this we talked about this French-American connection that goes back and forth between the French coming here for the Revolutionary War and are going there for World War One and World War Two. We have a special thing that we're really honored to be doing, which is we will be awarding a uh, well, we won't, but the nation of France will be awarding at Waterfire a knighthood in the Legion of Honor to a Rhode Island World War Two vet by the name of Ernest Frank Corvesi. Um, and he was one of the very early arrivals on Omaha Beach in Normandy in World War II at the ripe age of 18 as a young, uh, young uh, naval, uh, naval demolitions expert. He was there in advance of the infantry arriving, doing demolition on the beach, cutting barbed wire, uh, taking out mines, and trying to prepare the beach for as safe a landing as possible. As we know, that was a, a harrowing task that uh, he uh, committed himself to, and uh, that uh, very important landing of uh, Allied and particularly American troops, but all the Allies on the coast of Normandy was critical to World War II being won in the European theater. So Ernie's efforts and the efforts of his many compatriots will be honoring with this presentation by Council Valérie Freilon coming down from Boston to award from the President of France a knighthood in the Legion of Honor, which is a very special event. Yeah, I mean, how many how many of those actually happen? Well, it's the first time we've been able to do it at Waterfire, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when, when we, we regroup. Back. 
All right. Well, Barnaby, I am so glad that you're here with me and everybody out there. Um, we've got some great stories and great people to talk about uh, and talked to. Uh, you are listening to AM790 in Waterfire Ignites, Rhode Island. And we'll see you when we come back. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I would just like to remind everyone uh, that we are underwritten by National Grid and sponsored in part by our great uh, friends at Lifetime Medical, who are always hiring. Um, they're looking for incredible CNAs. They do wonderful work here in Rhode Island. Um, their number is 333 pretty darn easy to remember. So anyway, a a very big thank you to them because they allow us to be here to speak with you. And I am here with the creator of Waterfire, Barnaby Evans, as my co-host. And uh, we were just talking about everything that's going to be happening this Saturday. Um, And there's a lot and very special things happening. Um, And Barnaby, we were just talking about the Legion of Honor medal that is going to... um, Frank Crevasi and yeah, Ernest, uh, Ernest Frank Crevasi, who's from uh, uh, Smithfield, yep. Rhode Island, uh, and he worked for the Providence Journal for 39 years. He was an engraver there, and he enlisted at the age of 17, and uh, just just past his 18th birthday, they went in under cover of darkness in an eight-man team on a, a rubber zodiac sort of boat. Um, to be the first to land on Omaha Beach to try to prepare it for the landing that was coming that was a big secret and surprise but then by that yeah. time the Germans knew it was coming yeah um, and it, you know it was uh, he was the only survivor of his boat of eight men um, they were wow they came under withering fire and he felt he was very lucky to survive but he continued through the war he not only served in Europe and in France he went on to serve in the Philippines and elsewhere in the in the Pacific and came home to then work in the Providence Journal, and he's been in our community ever since. What a man of great intestinal fortitude that actually certainly deserves this award. And um, so when we're going to be doing the award ceremony on the Basin Stage, Yes, on the Basin Stage, we'll start with the Alliance Francaise, which will have their French choir singing right after the Trinity event. So around 8 o'clock? No, closer to 8.20, because sunset's at 8.22. Okay. So... We're actually still fine-tuning it, and and then we'll have the Star-Spangled Banner sung by Rose Weaver and the the French chorus. Speaking of Miss Rose Weaver, yeah. I, I I believe we're about to talk to her. The, yeah. She is a powerhouse herself who deserves a massive award and who has just come back from Paris, I understand, and I believe she's on the line. Rosie, are you there? Thank you. I'm here. We are so excited. Well, we're always excited to talk to you, Rose, just because you're that fabulous. Um, and but for helping with tomorrow's ceremony, uh, what does that mean to you? Saturdays. I mean Saturdays ceremony. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so honored. I mean, to have Barnaby invite me to do anything for Waterfire really uh, makes me really happy (laughs) because. And we've known each other for years, you know, all of us. And it, it means a lot to be able to be a part of honoring uh, Ernie. He's an incredible person. I've met him once before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just honored to be able to be there. How have you met him before, Rose? 
At the World War II Memorial, uh, there was something uh, Barnaby knows about that because he was there. Right. Yeah, that was some, that was for a previous previous event, and he's been um, he's been interviewed quite a bit about his role in the war. There was a mm-hmm. piece on Nightline on NBC. Um, yeah, and he's uh, he would be the first to talk about how um, it was an effort by the whole team. It was a lot of brave men and and women mm-hmm. went into that war, um, uh, in by air, by sea, by army. Um, we'll be also joined by Frank Simon, who has uh, also received the Legion of Honor already for his work with the Army in France. Um, and uh, we just learned that John Dunnigan, who's uh, another uh, World War II vet, is eligible for the Legion of Honor. And I'd like to say to listeners, if they know someone who served in World War II in the, in the French theater, um, next year when Bastille Day comes back, we would love to work to once again have them honored by the nation of France. We need to hear from you sooner rather than later, so you should write me at barnaby at waterfire.org because there is a lot of paperwork involved with getting it approved and something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's an award that the nation of France would love to um, bestow upon those people who um, put, put their life on the line to... Save the world, frankly. But and speaking of the nation of France, uh, Rose, I know that y- you have a, a quite a love for not only France but Paris and the music out of Paris. And you just came back from Paris a little while ago, right? Yes, went in March, and it was uh, a trip to first of all enjoy Paris at a time when it was not uh, as crowded as I'm sure it is now. But to hear the music, I wanted to see what the difference was. Um, and how people respond to music, and my goodness, the Parisians, as soon as you, uh, music, at the artists start performing, they're totally quiet. They sit and they listen respectfully, so, um, and there are a lot of places to work. I sat in with some bands, met a lot of musicians, and I intend to go back. I want to travel more, so um, I'm working on a CD, and that uh, takes a lot more work than I anticipated, but I'll mm-hmm. get it done. Uh, but I enjoyed being there so much, and the people were so generous to me. Uh, I heard stories that, oh, the French are not going to like you because you don't speak French well. Well, that was not true at all. They were really kind. And they were open and welcoming to you. Open and welcoming. But I need, you know, to finish my CD project so that I've got this really nice marketing tool, and I'm trying to get Mike Renzi to play with me. <laughs> He's in Paris right now. He may have just gotten back uh, with Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll have quality musicians. And, of course, you know, speaking of Bastille Day, uh, July 14th, I'll be at the Pot of Fur, and, and that is Bastille Day, and, and, and I'll be singing again some World War II songs and uh, um, honoring uh, all of us together. And you, because I know recently you would, didn't you, didn't you do like a, a Midnight in Paris sort of theme there? Uh, because you've it been... Well, actually, it was a prelude to my going to Paris, and we called it uh, Rose Dreams of Paris. You know, after all the heartache, I'm starting to enjoy life again and and doing creative projects. And and that's, you know, being with Barnaby and and Potiphar and, you know, the community, RPM Choir, all of that adds to my wanting to sing even more and and honor all the the days gone, but the future and the present. 
That was, I mean, I, I think it's awesome, and, and I've been trying to get to Potiphar to see you and to hear about what you've got going on. So tell me a little bit uh, about, I know I'm, you said on Bastille Day you'll be at Potiphar. What else are you up to, Rose? What, what else am I up to? <laughs> what, what else is coming down the pipeline? Where can we see you besides if we can't well, make it to the let's 14th? Let's talk a little more about the Bastille. That's open to the public, right? There's uh, People can yes. come, and is that on the, uh, the Potiphar website? Yes, it is, and that is, uh, it's July 14th. It'll start about 6.30. It's a dinner show, and the only place in town, really, where you can get a dinner show, uh, French food and, 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 and music. And so, and the food, um, as be, we know at Potiphar, is uh, not only superb, but very authentic. I, I remember that uh, Julia Child used to talk about, it was one of the few places she could get a proper French meal in the United States, so... That's a yes, and it's good. It really is good. Uh, I'll do 45-minute set, and then you know, Bob would be telling the story of Bastille Day and, and some and World War II uh, anecdotes. Just a lot of information, but fun, in a really fun environment. And wine, wine, wine. Um, uh, um, July 16th, I'll be at the Hartside um, House Museum in uh, Lincoln, and we'll be doing a tribute to uh, the Harlem Renaissance and I'll be singing some Ellington and Gershwin and, uh, I'm sorry, um, Louis Armstrong, Billy Holiday, Jesse Smith, those kinds of songs, and doing my shake dance. Right. I, I've seen that dance, and it's a darn good one, lady, and <laughs> gets me smiling. So I think if anyone wants to find out what your schedule is, they can go to your website, right? Just uh, Mostly Facebook is where I'm listing everything, and if, if they're not friends on Facebook, just friend me and I'll respond. All right. Well, Rose, we are so happy. We're excited to see you on Saturday. I'm always excited to see you. And if I can make that Bastille Day celebration at Potiphar, you bet your bottom I will, because I just love watching you perform. And I bow to Barnaby because he's bringing me into the family fold, and I just absolutely love it. Rose, we look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, the, the love has returned. Big, big hug. All right, well, listen, uh, everybody, we're going to take a quick break now. Thanks to, to uh, our friend Rose Weaver, who we were just speaking with. Um, you will see her on Saturday when you go down to Waterfire. You'll see her in the basin area, and uh, then there's many more places to see her, and we'll, we'll post those on the Waterfire website as well. You've been listening to AM790, your station for Talk and Business. We're going to be right back talking to the one and only Bob Burke from Pot of Fur that we were just speaking about. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I am your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser, and I'm here with my co-host and my boss and one of my favorite people, Mr. Barnaby Evans, who is the creator of Waterfire and uh, the artistic uh, director of Waterfire and who comes up with all these amazing ideas so that every time you come, it's a little bit different and we celebrate wonderful things. So we just got off the phone uh, talking to Rose Weaver because this weekend um, we're doing something, again, very special, which, Barnaby, I'm going to let you explain uh, very quickly before we bring Mr. Bob Burke, the one and only, uh, on the line with us. Well, um, July 9th is our closest date to July 14th, which is, of course, Bastille day, which we'll be discussing with Bob, but we took the occasion to be able to cooperate with the uh, nation of France, 
to honor a World War II vet by the, way, the name of Ernest Corvesi, which we're really excited about. And he is being awarded by the nation of France the, a knighthood in the Legion of Honor when that will be bestowed upon him at sunset uh, this coming Saturday um, on July 9th. And it's a great uh, privilege for us to be able to participate in that. Rose Weaver will be singing, and Bob Burke will be there in an official capacity. We'll discuss in a moment. But I did want to repeat something we mentioned before, that if you have a World War II vet in your family who served in the France in France, um, please email me at barnaby at waterfire.org, and we'll let you know how you might be able to participate in Bastille Day next year. It's something we would love to do. Uh, I have two vets in my family, both of whom served in World War II, and both are healthy and well, but neither of them served in France. So, Well, but there, there, there are not a lot of World War II veterans left, because I know this when we do yeah. the salute to veterans. We right. always try to get everybody it's down to that beautiful um, World War II memorial in the park. But, I, again, I'm so excited that, you know, Rose Weaver is going to be there and Bob Burke is going to be there. And, you know, Rosie was just talking about this great event that's going to be happening at Potiphar after. But, Bob Burke, are you there on the line? I sure am, Bronwyn. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. How are you doing? Fantastic. We're really excited about the events this weekend. Well, so you're gonna, you are the history buff when it comes to Bastille Day, and um, can you give us a little bit of a background? Sure. Uh, you know, Bastille Day is, is the July 4th celebration, 14th. Uh, really, for the people of France. It comes 10 days later, but of course, uh, this great spirit of freedom that was um, uh, inspiring people uh, back in the 1700s, it wasn't limited only to the uh, colonies here in America. Uh, the French people were rising in revolution and overthrowing a lot of the institutions that existed in France. So we, we really go back, um, you know, like, like friends who were born on the same block or something. Uh, our friendship started very early, and France is America's oldest ally. And you, you're kind of in love with France, obviously, because you own a restaurant called Potiphar, which if anybody hasn't been there, um, you really need to stop in. What, what made you fall so in love with uh, French food and, and just French culture in general, Bob? Well, I think there's, you know, there's an awful lot of our traditions that are shared traditions, and um, as we will be celebrating the... Uh, the Bastille Day, uh, and I, I'm so happy uh, that, uh, that Barnaby and everyone at Waterfire is paying attention to this. And um, uh, it, one of the reasons that it's really wonderful is, is the fact that, uh, in particular, uh, Ernie Clavesi um, from Rhode Island was part of the first wave at Omaha Beach. And that invasion of Normandy is what really made the difference in turning World War II in the favor of the Allies. And uh, what's interesting, especially for us in Rhode Island, is that uh, back in the American Revolution, we really needed help from our allies. Mm -hmm. And France was the one that really stepped up, sent thousands of troops, and the place that they landed was right here in Rhode Island. So Rhode Island is, in effect, the Normandy of the American Revolution. We are where That's the French forces came to help us in our battle, and later we would go to Normandy and storm those beaches in order to help the French in World War II. Exactly. 
And it's, Beautiful. you know, return. And in fact, in World War One, we also were there. And there was uh, that famous volunteer Air Force Brigade that uh, went to fight in France as a direct uh, reference back to Rochambeau and Lafayette's being there for the creation of the American nation. It's a very uh, idealized group of volunteers who went across. Yes, so this fraternity, these lovers of freedom, um, you know, go back so far to the birth of both of our nations. And that, I think, is what is great about celebrating this weekend, and in particular to have the person of Ernie Corbesi and anybody who wants to know a little bit more about what this man is made of. There's a wonderful YouTube video, and all you have to do is put in the words Ernie Corbesi. And uh, if you go to YouTube and search for that, it's, it's a relatively short, it's about five-minute-long video, incredibly moving, and, and I hope any of our listeners who are near a computer um, can take a look at that, and they'll really understand uh, why this man deserves this, this incredible honor from the French government. So the, the Council General of France um, <coughs> will be coming to Providence, thanks to Barnaby Evans, who, who pointed out to this gentleman and the French bureaucracy, how really significant this award is and how deserving this fellow uh, is to get it. And I, I really want to let everybody know that, that uh, this would not have happened on the timetable that it did without Barnaby's efforts. Barnaby really contacted a lot of people. He was already up for the award, but it's really Barnaby who got the ball rolling and got it in time that this is something that will happen in this man's lifetime because, as you said, we're losing so many of the veterans. We are, and you know, it's so important for all of us to take that opportunity to, to sort of recognize what's uh, the the incredible role of not not just Ernie Corvesi, but everyone who served in World War II. It was a tremendous effort and vitally important to our nation. Yeah, and you know, I know um, that that people may not be aware, but um, I had also served on the uh, World War II Memorial Commission. And I'm always so gratified to see the wonderful things that Waterfire does to bring attention to that memorial. And uh, all of us on the commission are really, really thankful that uh, it's not a memorial that just sits there uh, and, and has no interaction. And the names of, uh, uh, of over 2,500 Rhode Islanders who gave their lives in World War II are inscribed there. And I love to see people go, uh, fortunately, they're in alphabetical order. And I love to see people go and search for the name of a, uh, of a relative, of a grandfather or a great-grandfather uh, or grandmother who, uh, who served and, and made the ultimate sacrifice. People are very moved when they see that. It's incredible when they realize that it's a member of their own family uh, that, uh, that's inscribed there. And it will always be there in, in their honor for, for what they did uh, in World War II. So it's, and the fact that Waterfire leads people over and lights it, does the luminaria, you know that, it's yeah, really I, so fantastic. Bob, I agree with you. That whole, it's well worth visiting. It's, it's fascinating to read the messages that people leave. And as Ernie would be the first to say, not everyone made it back home. And we will be laying a reef at the World War II memorial uh, following this ceremony. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a vital part of the American nation's freedom. We very likely would not be here without the, the three interventions we were talking about, the American Revolution, World War One, and World War Two. 
Yeah, and, and I'm especially excited because um, uh, I am one of the few people in North America who has ever been certified by Moete Chandon, the great champagne house, to carry on a tradition that started back in Napoleon's armies of slicing champagne bottles open with swords. With a saber, I believe, technically. Right. A, a saber, right. and uh, you mentioned this because we are delighted that you will be sabering a bottle of Moet Chandon champagne in the middle of Water Place Basin as part of the ceremony as we honor uh, Ernie Corvese. So It's going to be so much fun, and I can't tell you how often people say, when can I see that? You know, they've heard of it. And when can I see that happen? And, of course, to be able to do this, um, for the incredible uh, crowd that will be coming for Waterfire is just such an honor. And I, I truly feel honored to be able... I've done this for many important occasions, for people's promotions and people's uh, weddings and lots of important uh, things in their lives. But I can't think of anything that's more important than this, Barnaby. And I'm so, so complimented and honored to have been asked to, to savor champagne for this. Bob, we're delighted you're going to be there, and stay on, because we'll continue right after this break. But uh, right. we're very, very pleased to have you here. Thanks. Well, we are very pleased to be back, and we've got uh, one more guest. But while we still have Bob, I did want to uh, remind people of two things. First of all, Waterfires this Saturday, July 9th, with Amica being the sponsor as well as Textron. We're very grateful to our sponsors. And this will be the Bastille Day lighting. And, Bob, you actually have an event at Pot au Feu on July 14th at 6.30. Is there still room for people to come to that? Yes, there is. And if people want to go to potofeurri.com, um, there will be information, or they can contact me here at the uh, at the restaurant anytime. And... Um, you know, Barnaby, I wanted to mention you are truly one of Rhode Island's great treasures, and the work that you do with everyone at Waterfire Bronwyn just is amazing and is always out there and working it, you know, all through the fires and, and then working so hard to make sure the community supports this and that, that the sponsors support it. It's just incredible. But uh, as much as, as World War, uh, the World War One and World War II memorials are world-class and also treasures, I also want to tell people that there's a couple of things that are going to be great about this weekend's water fire, and that is Rose Weaver, who, if there ever was, I, I, I think of her as the queen of Rhode Island. Um, she's just amazing, and the fact that she's going to be on board and um, be singing the Marseillaise is, uh, I, I think we're going to get a rousing rendition from her. We are. And I she's, also wanted uh... to mention the W3R, which is the Washington Rochambeau Revolutionary Route, and the head of that in Rhode Island is Rosanna Gorham. I know she's coming and will be happy to tell people. She about will be there, and we're going to talk about all that history. I did have, uh, what, we have another guest here where I wanted to slide over to. And Bob, your um, sabering will be of Moet Chandon Champagne, correct? Yes. That's fantastic. Do you know what size bottle it'll be? Uh, we're going to be sabering a three liter, one of the big bottles. So uh, it's. Uh, we should have a, uh, a spectacular show with that. We're really happy. Moet worked with us to get that three liter, and in fact, I got the word about an hour ago confirming that they've got the big bottle, and we'll be cutting that open. Well, that's pretty impressive. 
who work so hard. <laughs> well, they, he will be bringing that up on stage after he sabers it, and we will be uh, pa- passing that around until until we run out, I believe. And we want to be sure Ernie Carvese gets a sip of that. Well, we're going we're gonna to start with that. I already told him that's coming, so he's looking forward to it. And Great. speaking of French champagne, thank you, Bob, so much for doing that. We very much appreciate that. And we're going to now switch to Willa Van Nostren, who's here in the studio with us, who's been working with us. This is the third season of Little Bita. Yes, right. indeed. Uh, and uh, Little Bita makes wonderful cocktails that uh, Willa is just a master of. And tell us what you have in mind for our Bastille Day celebration. This Saturday, we have a new signature sparkling cocktail coming out called Brausa. Uh, Brausa is German for the word showers, uh, but in this case, it means spritz. And we'll be doing a sparkling cocktail made with organic blueberry nectar lavender and a honey cordial and topping that off with sparkling wine so that's kind of our little champagne connection if you will that sounds delicious that's well because this is when you started the beer garden three years ago that's when willa you kind of stepped in and as we know you make the most beautiful artisanal cocktails and you always dress to impress and as part (laughs) of what putting everything together, but I love the fact that you're so creative in what you do and that you are so passionate about what you do. So um, the we beer should, garden... We should tell people where the, you're, I think you were about yeah, to. Yeah, the, the beer garden is down yeah. in the basin area, so if you are looking at the G-Tech building, essentially, mm-hmm. it's right there to the right. Uh, correct, Willa? Mm-hmm. That's J- exactly just, where just we are. Just upstream of uh, the basin between there and Providence Place by the G-Tech uh, Mall, and uh, also Josh Miller is there with uh, some uh, Providence brewed uh, beers that uh, respect both uh, the German beer garden tradition as well. So we're always very pleased to see that combination. It's a great place. Yes, mm-hmm. Willa, do, do you change the drinks for every fire? Every fire we do three new signature cocktails. All right, so we know we've got the browser. Mm-hmm. So what are the other two that we, we have, can look forward to? Uh, our second signature is called the Juliet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. and, yeah. Um, and that will be a spin on a peach daiquiri with a little bit of... Uh, floral essence in it. We're using a culinary grade rose water. And so that's a silver rum. And then the sweetening agent is a peach cordial and then fresh lime juice for the sour. And that's very balanced and peachy and lovely and very summery. Sounds uh, delicious. Yes, yes. Barnaby, you'll have to come on down oh, and well, taste we'll one of those. I hope, will Juliet try this after she gets off the stage? That's that's my wish. I okay. hope she comes on down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we have a stronger cocktail called the Five Spice Julep. So it's a spin on a mint julep recipe with a bourbon base. And I make a simple syrup with fresh mint and then... Chinese five spice. So that's white pepper, fennel, star anise, cinnamon, and ginger. So it is pretty spicy. Sounds good. It's good. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) So tell us about your business. I mean, because I know you've done water fire this last weekend. Weren't you at the um, Fox Point where they were doing fireworks? The fireworks, yes. This year was the first year we did the 4th of July fireworks with the city of Providence. And we had a bar that was so fabulous. We had a VIP tent and uh, a tent open to the public, and we just had a total blast. And what a view right out 
on the dock at India Point Park. Yeah, it's it great, really it? blew my mind. So yeah. you've got some great views. You've got the yeah. view of the basin when you're at Water Fire. Yes. So you've got one of the best views in the house, mm-hmm. to, according to some people. And, we do. We do. You know, and you get to, what do you, how do you find the crowds at Water Fire? You know, uh, this summer, it's been, I don't know, the beer garden is lovely. There's this flow, this ebb and flow of the crowd, and you can never really expect if it's going to be totally packed or just, you know, more hanging out with your elbows up, uh, you know, on the railing looking at the fire, or I, I'm just always surprised by who comes out and how many folks, and it's always worth a stroll because there's always something new going on. We're always doing different cocktails. We have different edible blossom bouquets that's a fun thing to check out because we're really it's like a live act you know we're dressed up we're in cocktail dresses vintage aprons always different blossoms and um people can really get a taste of that well you brought the cocktail culture back which you know really was such well when was that in the 50s that it was pretty much the most pronounced yeah the 50s and the 60s that's yeah you think of that kind of like 50s nuance when you think of cocktail culture for sure 50s 60s but really at the turn of the century that's when that's the birth of of the cocktail in the usa like the cocktail is an american invention so no, there's no, lots no, of... Oh, no, I didn't realize. So it's an American invention. So from mm-hmm. when? From the 20s? Uh, even before that. the okay. I think the 1890s mm-hmm. uh, in New Orleans and drinks like the, the Sazerac were born and okay. the Old Fashioned. And um, a lot of those drinks were initially made with cognac. And then uh, with that terrible Plexera virus, we had... Um, no, very little grapes left, True. so yeah. that's when rye whiskey came in. Well, we're so glad that you are part of the beer garden at Waterfire. So everybody out there listening, when you're down there uh, this Saturday, because you were going to make it down there, because you're not going to be afraid of any bad weather, um, stop by, see Willa and her uh, wonderful uh friends that are there and you know if you also I'd like to say I know that Willa you do this um, not only just at events but you do private events Mm -hmm. and weddings and house parties and stuff like that so if somebody wants to reach you very quickly how can they do it www.littlebitta.com how do you spell bitta Mm, b-i-t-t-e bitta German for welcome or please thank you oh very (laughs) nice well we are so glad to have you as part of Waterfire Thank you for coming on. I know we're going to have to go, but we're looking forward to seeing everyone this weekend. Definitely.